Welcome to the Keto Lifestyle Podcast, hosted by nutritional coach Jessica Tai, where we are dedicated to promoting health and overall well being through nutrition, specifically the ketogenic diet. We will provide you with all the latest science in nutrition, interviews with experts in the health and wellness field, and answer all your burning questions so you can find optimal health. This podcast is not intended to be used as medical advice and is to be used for informational purposes only. Please contact your doctor with any and all medical questions. Now here's Jessica. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 88 of the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. This is your host, as always, Jessica Tai, nutritional therapy practitioner, and I am here to do this episode. <laughs> so I'm actually recording this from Goal Lake Ministries. Um, they have a camp, a family camp. They do all year long, or all summer long, I mean. And um, we are in week seven of their family camp, and we are here with our kiddos and a bunch of members, other family members from our church, and having a great time out here. And I have an awesome interview that I recorded last week with Mara and Danny Vega. And I'm going to share that with you guys today. That is, I just love these two people. They're amazing. They have an amazing family. They have uh, two awesome little boys. And um, you're going to get to know them a little bit better in this episode. And hopefully you will take some tidbits and nuggets from some of the tips and the things that they talk about in this episode and be able to apply them to your own life and to your own family. So I hope that you'll enjoy this interview. But before we get to the interview, I want to tell you a little bit more about Danny and Mara. Um, And before I do that, I also want to let you know that the classes that I have begun offering online are going awesome. I'm having so much fun with it. My first uh, class that I rolled out online was um, has been a live seven-week long class, and we are in week five this week as I am releasing this podcast here um, in July, toward the end of July here. And uh, we are going to have week number five um, class will be tomorrow night, actually Wednesday. So it's going really, really well. And it's going so well that I've decided to um, do more classes. I'm going to roll out a bunch of more classes. Um, I don't know when I'll do the next live one, but you are going to be able to just purchase classes on my website. They will not be as inexpensive <laughs> or come with all of the amazing PDFs and cookbook and all of those awesome things that this first class came with. This was kind of like a beta. And it's not too late to get in, by the way. It's only $47 to do that and you can still catch up Um, when you join I send you all of the back classes but that uh, cost is going to increase significantly when it um, when this class is over and it will be um, offered online it's still going to be an awesome deal so don't worry you're still going to love it Um, it just isn't going to be for $47 and I'm not going to be giving away all the the free pdfs um, that I am in the live class I'm kind of testing out some of the materials and kind of seeing how this stuff goes so as a thank you for being uh, a guinea pig if you will for my classes I gave a lot of free things um, out and have offered it at such a low price. So, but if you're listening to this episode and you're um, and you're listening to this in kind of a backlog scenario where it's long past uh, July 2019 and you're like, shoot, I miss those classes. Don't worry. Like I said, you can go to my website. It's jessicatai.com or you can go to thatketoblonde forward or I'm sorry, thatketoblonde.com forward slash classes and you'll be able to download 
or purchase the classes and then download them there. Uh, like I said, it will it will not be live, but you will be able to watch all of the classes and purchase the course and learn everything that everybody's learning through the live classes. So um, this first class that I enrolled is called uh, Optimi- Understanding and Optimizing Keto. So it is for beginners and people that are been on the journey for a while, people that just wanna make it a little bit better. Maybe you're hung up, you're in a plateau, trying to figure out what to do to move past that. And hopefully this class will help you do that. We touch on a ton of different topics, macros and digestion and do calories really matter and what fats you should be eating and and detoxification and stress and sleep. And there are so many things to talk about um, when it comes to your keto and making this a lifestyle and making it work for you. It is not a fad diet. It's not a fly-by-night diet. This is a way of eating. It is a lifestyle. Um, It is a metabolic state. It is not a type of food. It is not a type of diet. It is not uh, a weight loss plan. It is not any of those things. So if you are able to look at it the way that it actually is and what it actually is, then you're probably going to be able to be very successful. And that is my goal, is to help you be successful. Okay, so enough about the classes and all of that. So I am going to um, go ahead and introduce my guests today so that you can get to know them a little better before we begin our conversation. So Danny Vega grew up in Miami, Florida, and he has always been interested in nutrition and fitness. In high school, he was the starting running back for his football team and led the country in rushing yards. He then went on to receive his bachelor's degree from Columbia University in 2004, where he was a member of the football team and three-time Dean's List recipient. After college, he pursued his master's of science and human performance from the University of Florida, where he worked with the national championship men's basketball team, along with women's basketball, tennis and golf programs. He then went on to become the strength and conditioning coordinator for VCU basketball, helping the Rams win the 2007 conference championship and making it to the second round of the NCAA tournament. Um, Then he, excuse me, In June of 2016, he discovered the ketogenic lifestyle and has never looked back. Inflammation and injuries from years of playing on turf and beating himself up with heavy lifting are gone. He has regained control over his hunger and found found a mental clarity and increase in productivity that he has never experienced before. His wife, Mara, is also known as, the, as Fat-Fueled Mom. She also grew up in Miami, Florida and was a dancer most of her life until she graduated high school. She was classically trained in ballet, jazz, and contemporary. She competed throughout high school, winning multiple team and individual awards. She found her love for fitness once she graduated and started college. Um, then back then the body type in dancing that was in style was tall and thin being a dancer there was always a focus on the way she looked and she longed to have that tall and thin figure because of that she had been dieting since high school and had was always quite the battle over the years eating disorders and body dysmorphia has plagued her as long as she can remember she's experimented with numerous diets and it wasn't until she found the ketogenic lifestyle that she was able to heal her body and repair her metabolism as well as heal her mind and her relationship with food. She started keto in June of 2016, and after a two-year battle with postpartum depression after the birth of her youngest, she knew she had to make a change. 
So she was eager to get off medications and knew the ketogenic lifestyle was her only hope. She's now been keto for almost two years and happy to say that not only have her depression system symptoms been drastically reduced, but her anxiety has also improved. She feels the best she's ever felt and continues to get better every day. Their boys have now been keto for, um, I think, it, like almost a year now, and that is the only relief that her their oldest has found from asthma and allergies. They've also witnessed major improvements in their youngest one's mood and eczema. So they've got a lot to share with you guys in today's episode. But before we even get on to that, there's probably one more thing I should share with you guys. I decided to break this interview up into a two-part series, mostly because Mara and Danny and I really have a lot to talk about in this episode, and I didn't want to cut too much of this out. I think a lot of it is really great information, and I really think that you guys will be able to use a lot of what they talk about and be able to apply it to your families and to really just helping those around you, including your kids, just fuel themselves with the best nutrition possible and really be able to get the most out of their lifestyle. And so I really wanted to leave all as much of this intact as possible. So it's going to be a two-part series, which I'm sure you've already realized from the title of this episode. But the part two will be next week for episode number 89 which actually works out perfect since I am traveling over the next two weeks and it's going to be kind of hard to be able to get out a new, any kind of new content anyway. So I think this will be really perfect and I really hope that you guys love these episodes and are able to listen to them and get so much out of them. So without any further ado, I'd really like to welcome to the Keto Lifestyle Podcast, my friends, Danny and Mara Vega. Hey guys, how you doing? We're doing great. We're awesome. Awesome. So we're on a recording roll today. <laughs> yes. Which is awesome. So I just got to be on your podcast and now having you on mine. This is exciting and fun. Um, but for my listeners who may or may not know who you guys are, can you tell me a little bit about or tell them, I should say, just kind of a little bit about who you guys are and, and what you're doing out there in the keto space? Well, I was looking at Mauda and she's like pointing at me. So I guess I'm going first. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my name is Daddy Vega. Uh, I played football in college. I've been a lifelong athlete. I've been interested in building muscle my whole life. Um, I started my first career was as a collegiate strength and conditioning coach. So um, I was the head strength coach for VCU basketball. And we did a lot of great things there. I got out of strength and conditioning for about seven years or so um, because when I left the field, I went into like pharmaceutical sales and then I went into medical device sales and um, I, I just couldn't do all of those things at the same time. Mm -hmm. So uh, later on, when I started to power lift again, when I started competing in powerlifting, I did take clients on again. And then when I switched to a ketogenic diet, on June 12th, 2016, mm. um, <laughs> I'll never forget that day because it was, it was like almost immediate uh, results. I just, it reignited my, my passion for nutrition and health. And just like doing CrossFit back in like 2012, reignited my passion for lifting and for, you know, all of those things because I had kind of after college, you know, playing college football and, and kind of messing around a little bit and just not, not, 
you know, after all those years of lifting, I kind of just did my own thing for a while. But just like I did, I got into powerlifting because of CrossFit, I I gained or I, I got back this this passion for, for health and nutrition after following the ketogenic diet. And um, in June, so I started in June of 2016. By August, I was co-hosting the ketogenic athlete with Brian Williamson. Mm-hmm. And um, about almost two years after, I quit my day job and uh, we are at home. I work from home now. I, I do coaching. We have our podcast. And so I'm just trying to, my main focus is exploring the the performance benefits of the ketogenic diet. So looking at it from you know an athlete standpoint, how to build muscle, how to burn the maximum amount of fat, how to get the most out of your performance. But then I also do a lot with Maura, which is focusing on family health. Yeah, that's which is awesome. I love that you guys are a voice out there doing that. So that's a lot, Danny. <laughs> I know. I'm picking up. All right, Mara. So uh, you got you got some house, big bro. shoes to fill house. now. <laughs> All right. Well, I am Danny's wife. We're from Miami, born and raised. Um, I was a dancer my whole life, so you know I've always also been interested in. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say nutrition when I was younger because it was, you know, like you mentioned when you were on our podcast, just like thin was in, especially being a ballet dancer. Um, and so, yeah, I was always just interested in what I needed to eat to, and honestly, I thought skinny was healthy. So, mm-hmm. um, what I needed to, to do to be skinny slash healthy, mainly skinny though, because it was very, you know, a very, a lot of pressure just being in that, in that community to, to be thin and fit. Um, but yeah, but I was, you know, I did what I thought was, was good at the time. I've done every single diet like you, um, (laughs) dabbled of course in vegetarianism because I felt that that was right. Um, and yeah, just always struggled really like with my weight. So it just caused me to restrict mainly. I never found something that I was able to eat and uh, maintain my weight. So I just didn't eat. I was like, I guess I'm the type of person that I've got to starve. Like I just can't eat or I'll get fat. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, I did a lot of that. And then it wasn't until we started CrossFit, you know, when my first son was born, Desmond, that I was introduced to paleo. And that kind of just, you know, blew blew my mind and just changed everything for me. Um, and yeah, since then, you know, we, we did take a little break from that when Danny was powerlifting, just the culture around that, you know, is more carb heavy. Um, and that's around the time when I had Dean, my second son and he, um, after him, I had a really bad postpartum depression and, uh, was on Soloft. And so when Danny mentioned keto, I, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't ever forget how I felt on a paleo diet with higher fat. And so that was always in the back of my mind. And so I knew, you know, I had, I wanted to get off the antidepressants. So I knew that that was going to be the only way was to do keto. And I mean, we just haven't looked back since. And I started my fat field mom Instagram page, honestly, just on a whim. Like I just was really back in the gym, like loving working out and bodybuilding and seeing all these other girls. And I was like, I I could do this. Like, why not? You know, I have, I have some stuff to say and yeah, my page just grew. And now we're at where we are now and we've got a podcast and I'm home with my kids. We homeschool and that's our mission. Just trying to educate families and, and help people take control of their health. 
That's awesome. And yeah, you guys both are killing it in the whole Instagram realm. Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> good Lord. I, Danny, I don't even know how many you have at this point, but I know, Mara, you're up like 30,000 followers or something crazy. Yeah, I'm about to hit 30K, which is crazy. I actually had more than Jamie. She did. She had more than me for a while. (laughs) She she went viral, was it last year? No, two years ago, maybe. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it went. It literally, that's what happened. It was so random. I started my page and I think I was, you know, it was growing slowly over the months that I was at like maybe 2000. And it was over a weekend and I honestly didn't even know how it happened. I... Every time I would log in, it would say plus 50. Oh plus my gosh. Plus 50. And yeah. I was like, what is going on? And then I like, I literally got, I, I don't know, a few thousand over the weekend. And then a few weeks later, I had a friend send me through DM like, hey, did you see this? And I was like, no, but that makes a lot of sense. Because you know how on Instagram, if the, if the notifications are too far back, they're lost. Yes. I couldn't, I, I didn't, I, I since I was getting all those followers, like I hadn't seen the, the original thing that launched that and it was basically one of my workouts uh there's this page called gym glutes that has like over a million followers <laughs> they reposted my video gym glutes, I love it. yeah gym glutes <laughs> and they reposted my video and that's kind of what you know kicked that off and then just the way instagram's algorithms work we've realized like the more you get the more you get because they just put you in the feed and yeah, it's just grown since then, but it's, yeah, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. That's awesome. Well, I'm really glad because you guys have like a lot of really great things to share and to say. And so I'm really excited for my listeners today to be able to hear some of those awesome things from you guys. And so you each, well, I shouldn't say you each have a podcast. You are doing a podcast together. You just, you're just doing the Fat Fueled Family now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we, we recorded an episode of the Ballistic Health podcast this Monday, uh, first time in four months, which was, it used to be the ketogenic athlete. Uh-huh. Um, and Brian had everything going on with his uh, career and, and starting a new job. Um, so we don't know if that's going to be an ongoing thing. We're going to record again next Monday, but it's no promises. But yeah, the, for the most part, that field family is, is where we live now. And it's awesome because you know, with the with the ketogenic yeah, the ketogenic athlete, it was like, you know, ketogenic athlete. Like fat field family, we're talking about unschooling, we're talking about peaceful parenting, we're talking about all types of lifestyle stuff. Like we're gonna start this real men series. Your husband's gonna be on it. Um, <laughs> I, I spoke to him already about it. Awesome. Where we're gonna talk about the real challenges that men face. Yeah. You know, things like porn addiction and and drug addiction and and all the things that no one wants to talk about. Even even um, eating disorders, like we yes. don't talk it's about this with guys, you know, so to. I'm just, mm. just you know so what? fulfilled, you so know, you, I, you need to have a pot, you need to have an episode on there about emasculating men. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. You're not the first person. Someone Girl, told me about that this really? morning. Cause that, yes, I yes. think that is such a problem in today's society yes. and, and not just society, but like also women, like wives, like emasculating their husbands and like. I just see that stuff all the time and it, I don't know, it just, it feels like that's got to be a really big struggle for men to like stay on top. Yeah. And it, cause it's so, it is, it's so hard. Like the society and the culture that we live in right now, it's, but that's a good idea. We're definitely going to see like, so yeah, we're going to think of who we can get Yeah. That's that. really, that's so cool that you're doing that podcast too. I think that's awesome. 
So, okay, so let's get back to keto because that's, I'm sure, what most people are tuned into this show for. <laughs> they want to hear about <laughs> keto. So um, I loved, so I met you guys for the first time on the Low Carb Cruise just here recently. And um, you guys are just awesome. I loved your talk, Danny, and like just talking Thank about you. the whole carnivore, like, because as a nutritional therapist, one of the things that, um, that I have to fall back on when I'm asked about the carnivore diet is I'm like, well, you know, I don't really, you know, know, but it just seems to me like if you're just eating muscle meat, then you got this, you know, blah, blah, blah. Cause that's how it started. Everybody was just talking about you just pounding steaks all day long or whatever, but you are so good at explaining like why you need to have more than just muscle meat. So can you talk a little bit about that and kind of your journey to, to carnivore? Oh my gosh. Yes. Well, I'll, I'll start backwards. I'll start from more recent times. Um, and I'll, I, I've been carnivore since, um, August of 2017. So a, a year and two months into my ketogenic journey, I, I, I decided to do a, a one month experiment with Brian Williamson where I only eat, I only ate salmon and anything that comes from a cow. So any type of organ or meat from a cow and that whole month, I think I only had liver like once and, you know, I felt amazing. Don't get me wrong. And mm -hmm. everyone. may have issues where you're did i lose you yeah i'm i'm back Hello? we're good we're good are you there oh okay, okay. i'm sorry <laughs> yeah, yeah sorry. Like it's got a poor um, connection but yeah go ahead okay so um you know you won't see those deficiencies too quickly but they will show up you know um so you know i saw this especially in summer um strict carnivore and i i now the two main things that i think make me a much more holistic athlete is number one including nose to tail so i'm eating nose to tail every single day i'm having at least some type of animal's liver um, whether it's cod livers chicken livers cow livers veal livers um antelope heart venison liver you know the wilder the better um, I feel amazing. I feel the best I've ever felt. And then the other thing that I've incorporated that I've noticed, again, helps me a ton with performance as well as um, helping me with my cramps because I, I cramp easily. I have one of my snips. I was uh, texting my friend Anthony J this morning to ask him which one it was. And he says, I'll, I'll, I'll check later. But I have one of my um, snips, my genetic snips says that I'm, I'm more likely to get um cramps and why do you cramp yeah like cramp. it's always crampy I'm like what's wrong with him like, yeah and yeah. he drinks so much water too and he's yeah water and salt, and salt and, like, and magnesium not, every day yeah but unfortunately yeah, like the, the things that that help me the most the first and most important one is protein so that's not an issue because i'm eating like 240 250 grams of protein every day mm. um but the other one is sleep and my sleep is not great but i found that a trick around that is like I'm doing a carb up day once a week and you know carbohydrates can help hydrate you you know for every gram of carbs that you consume it's about three to four grams of, of water that you yeah. that it absorbs so I found that that has been very helpful but I think just the importance of so if you if you're just eating muscle meat 
um, the the most important thing that that comes that stands out to me first is the fact that you're eating a, a diet that's high in methionine, um, and methionine is you know it's an amino acid and and a lot of people will say you need to restrict protein so that you know for longevity. So they'll they'll tout all these studies, and the reason why is the restriction of the methionine. Now, if you were to balance out that methionine with glycine then it the results are the same and so i talked about that so collagen eating connective tissue eat that new york strip gristle eat the you know eat your bone take your bone broth have your collagen um whether it's a collagen powder or whether you're grinding up your bones after you make bone broth you know that's the best way because you're you're really using that bone and you're using the whole animal three to four steps past what the typical person is doing Um, and then the 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 organs especially the liver that is the the other difference where like i don't have to worry about micronutrient issues because like eating liver every day i'm getting vitamin d mostly i'm getting vitamin a i'm getting you know iron i'm getting all these amazing vitamins Um, so you know switching to carnivore amazing but taking it to the next level, just like we did with keto, where we we got rid of the artificial sweeteners, we got rid of the all non-caloric sweeteners, really, and you know we we started to stick to real food. I think if people are are trying to, they should at least try to incorporate and find um, creative ways to incorporate organ meats and eating nose to tail. That's that's to me, it's just it's crucial. I agree with you. And so tell us a little bit about some of the creative ways that you that you are able to implement. Like if somebody's like, listen, I don't like liver and onions. I would never eat liver. My kids are never going to eat liver. <laughs> You've got some really cool creative ways. So how do you do that? Yeah. So my, my favorite way, I make um, organ meat burgers every single week. And uh, my typical, like this has become the, the recipe is, you know, you take you know, a few pounds of ground beef, and then you'll add like a pound of liver, you'll add like a pound to a pound and a half of heart, and then you'll add like two packs of bacon. You grind all that up and you turn them into patties, and my boys eat this all day. Like I made 19 patties on Sunday, and we finished them yesterday. So (laughs) like they were done on Wednesday. So that was literally, you know, three and a half days, and we crushed them. And we also made... Um, 10 chicken liver burgers, which was my first round doing those, and they came out awesome. That was a few pounds of ground chicken with um, a pound and a half of ground chicken liver and five um, chicken sausages. That's probably ends up being, let's say, you know, 20 ounces or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 that that's gone too. By the way, <laughs> we crushed all of them. Like my kids are eating them for breakfast. They're eating them for lunch, dinner. Um, so that's the, that's my favorite way. A lot of people do the frozen liver and I will do that if I don't have organ meat burgers, but it's not my favorite way to do it because it's just kind of like I'm taking it and I'm just getting it down. Whether, whether I'm cutting the frozen liver up into tiny little pills or I'm eating it in bigger chunks. It's a good trick though because some people yeah. taste food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like definitely it like you don't get that bitter aftertaste like that irony aftertaste that you usually get it's a little bit more mild when it's frozen but we also do canned cod livers which mauda loves 
very, very fatty. Um, you have to like fish. Phospholipid DHA, um, a bunch of vitamin D. Also, cod liver is also a bunch of vitamin A. But I mean, the DHA in a can of cod livers is ridiculous. It's like 10 grams of DHA mm-hmm. or 10 grams of, of, of fish or fish oil. Yeah, of omega 3s total. Um, the other thing that I'll do is duck liver pate, pork liver pate, chicken liver pate. You guys, like, this is the, this is like the entry level stuff that anybody would like. And once you start to eat organs, I get goosebumps because I'm like, we love it now. We're like, give me the organs. Your body does. I, I do think that our body is smart and it knows what it needs. And so for someone that has never liked liver and has always been like, oh, gross. I can tell you that like after eating them, like the more I eat them, I actually start to crave it because it's almost like my body gets those nutrients and it's like, yeah, give me more, give me more. Yeah, yeah. So I Positive actually look forward to it now. Your body's like, good job, keep going, yeah, keep doing it. we were traveling and I was like, I can't wait to have my, my organy burgers, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, no, you. Re- I, I totally agree with that and so many fronts with nutrition, you do start to crave that the, the things that are good for you, you actually start to crave. And people, I think it, that's what makes me smile every time somebody says like, oh, that whole that whole keto diet, it's just not sustainable. You just can't sustain it. I'm like, okay, well, clearly you haven't been on it longer than like two weeks right. because yeah. <laughs> once yeah. you exactly. do it, it's like you start that, you literally start craving those foods. Like that's what you want. And yeah. so it's silly, but tell me how you guys eat the cod livers. Like I wanna know how you do that. So the cod livers are interesting. Honestly, when I first heard of it, I was like, ew, because cod liver oil. Oh, I've always we used to it. drink fermented cod liver oil <laughs> in our Weston A. Price days. The health we, economist, she was the first person I ever yeah, knew absolutely. that was like Weston A. Price. Like she was the one that got me into it. This, we would do it with Sarah, almond butter. Sarah Pope. Sarah Pope. She actually lives out here in St. Pete. I gotta, I gotta become friends with her. She's, I'm like, you know, we've been friends for years. You just don't know it yet. <laughs> but anyway, she's like all traditional foods and she was like, you gotta have fermented cod liver. And then she would teach you like tricks on how to get it down because it's so disgusting, you know, like, and it's so bad. Pinch your, pinch your, pinch nose. your nose and down yeah. it with peanut butter so you can't taste we it. We used like, to do, do that. Not, yeah, do not let go of your nose or you will be sick. Oh, <laughs> but so the mild. cod livers, I mean, Vivica is the one that, the nourished caveman, she got us, she mentioned it and I'm like, all right, fine, I'll give it a try. And it's funny because when I tried it, it tastes like something from my childhood. And I don't know what. So that just means like someone tricked me and probably was giving me that. It was probably my dad for sure. But they're delicious. <laughs> eggs. Do you ever do them with eggs? Or no, you but just that sounds delicious. The... I've just done like it with eggs a lot. You just eat them out of the can, honestly. They come like, it looks like a can of sardines. Mm-hmm. And they're just in oil. And they're just so fatty. It's like literally like 75 grams, 60 to 75 grams, depending on, because we get some from different companies. Yeah. 60 to 75 grams of fat and like six grams of protein. Like it's literally a fat bomb with all this DHA and again, your body is just like, holy crap, what is going yeah. on? What it's are you doing right now? It's snack, amazing. Like, to, get, to get me through when I'm like, man, I don't really have time to eat. I just gotta get something. It's true, I always see that like the little the little can. I'll like, have like a open third, mouth. yeah, like a third of that little can. It's just so fatty that it just makes me so satisfied. It's well, you guys like, mentioned a brand on the cruise and I actually bought those and um, I just got them like maybe a Did week ago. Try- yeah, I haven't tried it yet, but now I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah, you gotta try it. You definitely have to be someone who likes fish, I think, because it is fishy. But okay, well, but I love it's fish. Just, like, it's, oh, I, you're, you're, I'm interested. Try them, and you gotta let us know. Yeah, because I'll good. just take sardine. You know, I'll just eat sardines or anchovies, um, just right out of the can, and I like that. So I'm thinking I probably will like this. 
Yeah. Oh, if you like sardines, this is even more mild. It's just a little bit softer. Yeah, it's soft. But it's honestly just really easy to eat because it's so soft that it's just like almost melts. I'm telling you. Are they salty? No. No, You would think think that they would be, but they're not. They're not. Uh, They're not like fish roe. Like fish roe is super salty Mm, and delicious, but... That's kind of that's like part of why I think they're like perfection is yes. <laughs> fish row anchovies like oh my gosh oh, the my saltiness gosh. like I can just taste I use it. I use anchovies um, when I do um, and I got this idea from Robert uh, Sykes Keto Savage mm. the when when I do like I'll do it with a carb up or when I do like pre show with my bodybuilding clients um, anchovies are the best like when you want to add an extra gram of sodium like right off the bat i think it's like might be might even be like 1200 grams of sodium 1200 milligrams of sodium mm-hmm. yeah one can of, of, of anchovy so it's it really yeah. is an awesome sodium bomb yeah they're amazing <laughs> yeah Okay, so that that's really awesome, and I, I love how you guys do that, and you're you know eating nose to tail, like literally. I, I just actually I have one question going back a little bit. So you mentioned that when you did this um, experiment to first first do um, your carnivore experiment, you were doing salmon and anything that comes from a cow. Why yep. those? Was that like totally random? Because <laughs> pork would be probably the one I would pick. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's Brian. Um, Brian was like, so I was, that was 2017. So I was, uh, I decided I want to get down to 6% body fat just because I want to. And so I had Robert help me with that. Mm-hmm. And I finally finished that like at the end of July. And Brian was like, hey man, um, he had just had Amber O'Hearn on. And that was my introduction to carnivory, like Amber O'Hearn. And mm-hmm. it was perfect because I love Amber. And, um, he said, you know, I really like salmon and I really like beef and I think I can just eat those. Um, I think I'm going to do that. And I said, can I join you? <laughs> I really want to I really want to do this. And so that's how we did it. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I think we've kind of joked before Derek and I, and he'll be like, if there was only one animal you could eat the rest of your life, what would it be? I'm like, oh, pig, hands down, hands down. <laughs> it would be pig. No doubt about it. Um, but yeah, so I was just curious, like why you chose that there's probably more things you can eat more variety out of a cow for sure so yeah yep <laughs> so yeah that but i only had liver i only had liver like once that month i remember i like i like i i said i'm gonna have everything in the cow so i might as well have but i only had it once but yeah. now i'm telling you the biggest difference with us and with the children and i think i just thought about this um i think our boys eating these organs it's sensitizing their palate even more yeah like mm-hmm. our boys are now we're we're hitting that point where like we're hitting cruise control mm-hmm. and i'm seeing like they just they don't finish their fruit they'll eat like two organ meat burgers and they'll leave like a paleo waffle that i made for them mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. butter and honey and That's they'll like the best feeling ever you're like Oh yeah. 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 I'm like, I don't throw away food, but like, you know what? Right. I'm gonna throw this away. I'm cool with it. I've let like I literally the example that I gave you, Jessica, like I I served Desmond an organ meat burger and a waffle for breakfast with the with the um butter and, and honey. He ate the organ meat burger, he asked for another organ meat burger, he ate the second one, and then he was done. And then so I was like, Okay, I'm gonna leave this waffle here on the counter covered with a paper towel and like six hours later no one was touching it. So I was like, Okay, throw it. <laughs> You know what, though? It's like, because that's one thing that I've noticed. Well, you noticed it, too. Like, 
you can't, Danny can easily put down like oh, yeah. pounds of muscle meat and he tried to do that once with liver and he couldn't. And I, I got only like 12 so ounces. It's so much more satiating. Yes. Yeah. It's the micronutrients. Like our bodies are like. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And I, I tell that to clients so much is trying to get them to understand the importance of micronutrition and making sure that you're getting the micronutrients and that your digestion is working right and you're actually able to use those micronutrients. Because I think a lot of people fall into that, um, into problems because they'll, especially when they're trying keto, is they'll just say, man, I'm just hungry. I just feel like I'm hungry and I can't, I need to snack. I can't go, I can't do intermittent fasting or I, I can't wait long periods of time between the meals. And especially if I'm working with someone where we're trying to heal like insulin resistance, I need them to not snack. I, you know, I need them to be, um, just maybe having two big meals a day or whatever. And, um, I think that I, I really think that that is the driving force behind that is that they are just, their bodies are starving for the micronutrients. And so they read that as I'm constantly hungry and I need to eat more food. Yeah. Well, your body's sending you signals yep. telling you that it needs to survive. You know, our body only knows survival. So of course, that's why when you eat cereal, you can eat five boxes and you're still not full because your body's like, no, no, exactly. we're still, we still haven't gotten what we need. Like still. Exactly. That is so, it's so true. And you know what you guys need? So you don't feel like you're wasting food. You need to get a pig. Oh <laughs> my gosh. I know. Because oh we, that's the best thing about having the animals here on the farm is we, um, being able to, we, we have what we call a slop bucket, which sounds terrible, but it's really like a Ziploc, like one of the big, um, like Ziploc plastic, like throwaway containers, but it's one of the oh, bigger yeah. ones. And we literally leave that with a lid sitting on the countertop and all day long, <laughs> all the scraps go in there, any produce that goes bad, you know, like whatever goes in that. And then at the end of the day, it gets walked <laughs> out and thrown in the pig slop and they just devour it. And you, you, don't, you don't feel it. bad anymore ever about anything wow. that you or your kids don't eat. it so much. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, we get so mad when we have to throw away, especially meat. I feel so bad. Yeah. Yeah. And when but you're, we're throwing away a lot, a lot less stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And when you're when you're eating like this, and you're trying to eat health, you know, like fresher and all that type of thing, it does lend to a lot of waste because you just can't, you know, sometimes you just can't eat it all before it goes bad, and right. So that's right. hard. So Mara, we've heard a lot about Danny and the things that he's doing on his side of of your partnership here and your family, your marriage. So what is going on with you in kind of, um, I know that you guys are home, I know you guys homeschool and um, the kids are, you're both home with the kids and all that type of thing. So how's that look on your end of things, Mara? And how, how does this uh, keto lifestyle work for you? So on my end, I'm kind of like you, where my kids are the main event, you know, that my day revolves around them and their schedules. I do have my gym time. That's the one thing that I get. <laughs> You're um, so much better than I am there. <laughs> it definitely makes it easier, though, that I have a gym here that um, we I go to Lifetime Fitness and yeah. they just... Their kids program. For me, yeah, and if you think about it, like I, I was thinking about this the other day, they watch them. First of all, they watch them for three hours instead of two. So if they're potty trained, you get the third hour. I don't think this is at all the lifetimes. I just happen to be lucky to be one that does this. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, and I think I pay like 30 bucks a month for each of them. There's preschools that are three hours a day, three hours a day that are thousands of dollars. Yeah. And, and what I love about it is that, you know, 
they're having so much fun there. Like, it's not just a bunch of kids running around being babysat. Like, they're taking classes. They're taking yoga classes, art classes. Um, like, the way that they have it set up, it's called Kids Academy. Like, it might as well be, like, kind of like a preschool. Because there's even, like, I call her the principal. I'm like, Miss Miranda, she's got it going on. Like, she's got all the kids, like, in line. Like, there's a bunch of different teachers. Like, she's got one person with babies. So it's just way more organized. And, you know, they have a blast. They come with, like, 80 art projects. So it makes me feel better about being there for the three hours because oh, yeah. I do take the three hours. <laughs> well, honestly, that's such an awesome supplement to you guys homeschooling too. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think yeah. it's pretty cool to be able to do something like that where they are doing something else outside of just like, I know you guys are not, I do know some homeschooling families that are kind of like their kids just are on the computers, they're doing their homeschool classes and they're not really involved doing anything else out. I know that's not you guys. <laughs> But yeah. I think it's really cool that they can be in a group with other kids and doing things and it's not like, you know, sheltered, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah. That's a huge thing. Oh, my it gosh. It is a yes. huge thing. Yeah. And we're so, that's why I, I don't even like the word homeschool because it's like assuming that you're home. Like we're actually never we're home. Never right. Home. Right. Well, people, we that's home. what people, it conjures up images of like these sheltered kids that yeah, don't like get overall. exposure to anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the thing is that... and. I'm sorry, no, I'm okay, trying to interrupt you. Um, but like the thing about it is that there historically have been a lot of children with behavioral issues, spectrum disorders, um, introverts um, who just didn't fit into school and homeschool was the only option. Mm -hmm. So everybody thinks of that one kid and it's not he's not weird because he's a homeschooler. He's a homeschooler because he's weird. And, you know, Desmond my eight-year-old, he is the most social person you've ever That's the seen. That's compliment I get, which is the funniest thing. Yeah, but then Dean, Dean is, is very picky, and so... Yeah, he's more, he's more reserved. Yeah, so, like, it, it's your child, your, your school is not going to... I mean, obviously, it's going gonna, it's gonna to shape the child because of the people they hang out with, but it's not going to change their personality. Yeah, like, like I went to school... You're not going to become a weird more. kid if you're yeah. a homeschooler, unless your parents are sheltering you and not showing you the world yeah, but we're quite the opposite we want them to see more of the world right yes yeah which i love that you guys take that angle on on why you're doing the homeschooling and and everything that you're doing for the kids there it's pretty awesome um so mara before i interrupted you <laughs> oh, that's so, okay. so you were talking about the kids yes that's like the main event i get that they kind of force it's kind of we're kind of even if we don't want them to be it's kind of we have to <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and like I, don't, I know I only have so much time with them. They're growing so fast, yes. and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just be. I don't want to have regrets, you know. So they come first, but it's been a, it's a juggling act. We're all learning. I, I, I love that Danny did this because he's setting an example for them that you can, you can follow your dreams. You can, you even know, when you not, have a mortgage and you're the single, yeah, and you're the sole <laughs> provider. You know, you're not. You know, life isn't all about that stuff. Sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. it's sometimes it is about going after your passions and stuff. So that's awesome. It's been awesome having Danny home. He's around more to help. And then we've been able to do our podcast. And and yeah, I've just, with on my end, you know, I've got like my workout programs and I'm just focusing on, you know, families and, and um, moms groups. Like we started a, we started a Fatfield family group on, on Facebook because we really want to tap into that community because it's a really large community we've recently learned. And just, you know, trying to get whole families on board, trying to just, you know, educate people really. Yeah. So you're, so Danny is still doing the carnivore 
thing. Are you on board with him on that or do you kind of do your own thing? Um, so yeah, it's kind of interesting because um, I, at first the carnivore thing, I was like, no, 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 you know, because just I've always been like loving my big salads and all this stuff. And I was a vegetarian and honestly, I really enjoyed eating vegetables is something I've always enjoyed. Um, but even within keto, I still had some anxiety and some other um, mood stuff going on that was still lingering. Um, and then so we were going to go, um, what was I doing? Oh, something was happening where I was like throwing up in the oh, middle of the night. The oh, because I was doing a, I was doing a cut. Right. I was that. doing a cut and I had reintroduced like really large salads back in, you know, just to get the bulk without the calories. And I, I was literally in the middle of the night, I would get up and throw up and I was like, and then I would feel better. I'm like, what's going on? Something's happening. And then I finally was like, I think it might be the salad. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. And he's like, we were about to leave on a trip to Puerto Rico and Danny had already been listening to Amber O'Hearn, Dr. Georgia Eid. And he's like, you got to listen to these two podcasts on the, on the plane. And I'm like, all right, all right, fine. So I listened to it. And I mean, the Georgia Eid one just blew my mind. It made so much sense because she comes at it from, you know, she's a psychologist. So the way she came at it from was from the mental health side. Mm -hmm. And it just resonated so deeply. And I was just like, this, what, what's, what, what do I have to lose? You know, I was like, you know what, for the next three days in Puerto Rico, I'm not gonna eat vegetables. Like, let's just see what happens. You know, for I because I'm not the type of person that can commit to stuff like Danny, who's always doing these challenges and stuff. Like it gives me a serious anxiety attack. I'm like, no, no, no. She even gets anxiety when I'm doing it. Yeah, I'm, I like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm like, I'm fine. I'm, I'm like, good. what does this mean for me? <laughs> yeah, how are you like an apathetic, apathetic anxieter. <laughs> like yeah. I'll carry your anxiety, honey. <laughs> she really yeah. does. She, she has enough yeah, problems. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, you know what? I could do just, you know, let's just do a mini experiment. And, well, I never, I threw up that night before we left. I didn't throw up again. I dropped like three pounds, which was so interesting because I didn't change anything besides that. I like was at the same calories. We ate. We ate. And we ate. We, ate. we were in Puerto Rico. Was, yeah, I was in Puerto Rico. I was not limiting my We meal. went to like, El Hamburger. We got right. the burgers. We ate like a bunch Fish, of seafood. Yeah. yeah, it was good. And... And I just, I felt, I felt great. So I just stuck with it. And I was like, you know what? I just, I just stuck with it. And then I just kept going. And then, you know, it's like one of those things like your hip pain, how you were mentioning that you didn't even realize it was gone yeah. for a while. Cause you don't, you're just like an autopilot. You don't, you don't realize it. And I just, one of one day I was just like, wow, I, I haven't had like a crazy anxiety attack in a really like, it feels like a while. You know, like maybe there's something to this. So that was really interesting. Um, but then, of course, I took it further. I, I had a, a, a food sensitivity test because even within carnivore, like sometimes I would feel bad. I'm like, why do I feel bad? I'm so confused. Like, you know, headaches and stuff like that. So I got, I don't know if you've probably heard of it, but the MRT food sensitivity panel, which mm -hmm. tests your blood, it's more accurate. Um, and it turned out that I'm like sensitive to turkey and tilapia and some other like whitefish, huh. I can't remember what, which is so interesting because that, it was so funny that week where I was waiting for my results, I had such a headache all week. I was like, why, you know, one of those like dull headaches that you just, it's yes. just there like all day for days. And you're just like, why do I have this headache? I can't shake it. And I'm eating all this like deli turkey. 
Oh my goodness. I get my test results. Like my friend texts me as I'm eating a roll, like a little turkey roll. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, it's gotta be the turkey. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, I have a massive headache. And so that information was just so helpful for me because even though I do prefer to stay carnivore most of the time, sometimes when I do want something, it's nice to know what I have leeway with, you know, like I'm sensitive to onions, so I won't go for the onions. I'll go for something else. Um, so yeah, it's just been, it's been a crazy journey, but I'm pretty much carnivore most of the time. I just feel the best. Tell her a little bit about the, the, the carb ups because that's been, that's oh, been yeah, very helpful that's in the past important. six months for you. Yeah. Something that's interesting that, um, it's, it, it was, it's, it happened slowly and gradually with keto in general, just low carb, but my cycles got really short. So they usually were, are, you know, I've always been super regular, like 28 days on the dot. Like I've only been late twice and I was pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Right. Like, you know, like, like, three days late. Yeah. <laughs> three days late. I'm pregnant. I'm never late. Yeah. So, um, but, but my cycles were getting, you know, like 24 days, you know, and that just kind of sucks. You know, you feel like you don't get a break. Like you got the week of your cycle, you're kind of like recovering and it's like, almost like you're already PMSing, you know? <laughs> It's just like one good week out of the month. <laughs> and um, and so Allie Miller had this podcast about carb cycling. And so I have added some strategic carbs and simple stuff like some raw honey, a little bit of sweet potato, about 20 to 30 grams on day 19 and 20 of my cycle. And that really helps push out my cycle. Uh, it really works. It's, it's helped me a lot. That's really interesting. Yeah. I think it's um, everything that you guys are kind of talking about and your food sensitivities and the carb cycling and all of this stuff. I think it's really important for people to hear this stuff and understand that there really is no one size fits all of anything. And sometimes we can get into that mentality, I think, on keto as we can start thinking like, oh, yeah, keto is the answer to everything. <laughs> like if, yeah. if you would just eat keto, your whole life would be fine. Like, finally <laughs> balance your checkbook. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. But but we but it really isn't the answer for everybody or not. Not my version of keto may not be the best version for you or for Danny or for my husband or for, you know, Sally, who's listening to the podcast like it's, it can be different for everybody. And there's all these different ways that you can do it and these different versions. And maybe, maybe it's not keto. Maybe it's, you know, maybe you're not in ketosis all the time. Maybe, um, maybe you're just fat fueled and maybe you're, you know, right. whether or not you're registering ketones every day, maybe isn't the number one priority for you. Or, so I think there's, there's so many variations that we can do in there. And I don't think there's one right or wrong. I think you just have to figure out like what feels good to you. Like you did, you feel, you realize like, man, this is working so well for somebody else or like my husband, but it is not working for me. What is wrong? Like what is going on? Right. Yeah. And that's part of like just getting in touch uh, with, you know, what we're eating and, and understanding what we're eating and like how it really does affect our bodies and just what a big role nutrition plays. And I think it's really important to, so I love that you guys are talking about that. So I hate to cut this party short, but that's a wrap for part one of my interview with Danny and Maura Vega. I hope you guys really enjoyed that and you will stay tuned and listen to next week's episode to get the final wrap up of our entire conversation. So we will air part two next week on the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in guys and have a great rest of your week. Bye-bye. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed what we shared with you today and are looking forward to the next episode.